feel so good it should cost Brought an alligator, I ain't talking Lacoste Made me say, uh, huh, like a mix of Master P and Rick Ross, uh-uh She seen to make me always feel like a boss, uh-uh She said I'm in the wrong hole, I said I'm lost, uh-uh She said I'm going too fast, I'm exhausted Now drop to your knees for the offering This the theme song, or something wrong Might need an intervention for this new dimension That's too new to mention, won't fit in a sentence If I get locked up, I won't finish the sentence What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Ron Mexico Podcast. Um, hope everybody had a great weekend and watched um, the PGA Championship. It was awesome to see all Eldrick, Eldrick Woods back in contention. Um, if you don't like to see Eldrick firing in the red on Sundays, then you don't have a soul. When he showed up to the course in those like Oakleys with the backwards hat, it was a wrap. It was a wrap for everyone except the FSU Seminole Brooks Kepka, who Old Ronnie Mexico happened to give out as one of his winners last week. So um, if anyone listens and acts upon the podcast, they should be sitting on a nice little sack of funds right now because of Brooks Kepka. The man is a just an ultimate savage. He doesn't care what's going on. I almost feel like he's like, I don't want to say he's dumb because I don't know him at all. But like he just is so just like chill that he doesn't like care what's happening. Like other people like understand the significance of like winning your third major. And he's just like, oh, I'll just hit golf balls. It's hard as shit. Like. He just plays a par four. He drives at 330 down the old pipe, then sticks an iron four feet, makes the putt, and then goes and does it again. He is just strictly the the goat nuts. Yeah. The, the goat nuts is, is is a new phrase. It's it's actually a combination of things. Everyone's familiar with the goat. You know, just if someone's the best, just a legend, they're a goat. But in poker. If you have the best possible hand you can have, like no hand can beat yours, you have what's called the nuts. So these phrases have been combined to the goat nuts. So like Brooks Kepp is the goat nuts right now. Because he just swags in his Nike gear, just, you know, shit. Just, I'm Brooks Kepka. Hold him. He just puts it on the table and no one can do anything. Not even Tiger firing in the red can. If Tiger firing in the red on a Sunday... When it's that loud, doesn't shake you. Probably nothing can shake you. So, cash those Brooksy tickets, everybody. All right. Um, in today's pod, we're gonna be doing um, like football team previews for all the the Florida teams. Um, just really for NFL is gonna be the Jags, and then college I'll touch on Florida, Florida State, Central Florida, and the U. It's. I'm going to try to not talk shit about all these rival programs, but it may be difficult a few times. You know, like maybe someone on UF gets suspended for hitting someone with a pan. You know, that's something that could could possibly happen. You can't rule that out. You know, it is it is possible for that to happen. Right, so we will start with the Jags, my true true team. That I care about more than anything, the Jags. 
so there are, I think, a lot of positive things and some negative things going into the year. Um, first of all, I mean, we have, the, I'm not going to say we, the Jags have the best defense in the league. It isn't, I don't really think it's close. Maybe the Vikings are up there. But playing with a lead, the Jaguars have the best defense in the league. Like, you can't, because their pass rush, fast linebackers, and lockdown corners. It's one thing, if you have a really, really bruiser team, like, maybe if, if, like, maybe run a little on us. We got ran on by a few teams last year, like the Jets. Jesus Christ. But playing with the lead, one of the best defenses of all time, and I don't even think that's, that's an outrageous thing to say. Um, we're going to be able to run the ball. We could run the ball enough last year, not quite what we needed to for the offense we have, but we did pick up Andrew Norwell. And uh, the line is still good. That Brandon Linder at center, Andrew Norwell at guard, Fournette and Bahannon right behind their asses, that's tough to stop. One of the best guards in the league, one of the best centers in the league, a fullback coming for that ass, and Leonard. Like, how do you not get a yard there every time? Any third and two, third and one, fourth and one, I want Tommy Bow and Fournette up Linder and Norwell's butt cheeks. And that should be a first down every single time. Don't get cute. Nothing. Just run it, pound it all day. Some things I am worried about for the Jags. One... The division is much, much, much better this year, um, both from a personnel-wise and coaching-wise. Um, I feel like people are just forgetting that Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck. Like He was hurt last year. I mean, unless his arm just doesn't work anymore, which I highly doubt. Like He's Andrew Luck. He's one of the top you know, five or six quarterbacks in the league. I'm not saying the Colts are going to be you know, all-world. I don't really think the Colts are going to be that good. But Andrew Luck is back. Deshaun Watson, who showed out when he was there, was hurt all year last year, just like Andrew Luck was hurt all last year, is back. And Marcus Mariota, in a real offense, not ran by freaking Mike Malarkey anymore. Oh, no, Mike Malarkey. So, it's never good when you have the fourth best quarterback in a division. I mean, I know Blake played much, much better last year. Did a really good job of not turning the ball over. But at the end of the day, I mean, everyone knows that Blake Bortles is the fourth best quarterback in the division out of four teams. And if you're sitting there going, I don't, you don't like Blake Bortles. If you had, you know, to put your life on the line in a game, which quarterback are you taking Blake Bortles over between Andrew Luck, Marcus Mariota, and Deshaun Watson. And if you really think he's better than one of those, then okay, I just... Miss me with that. I'll pass. Um, other things I'm worried about is... There was an element... Getting turnovers isn't that isn't a huge element of luck. I mean, fumbles are to a point. Um, interceptions, not really. That all. That's just you know our defense being great. But the rate in which we scored off those turnovers last year kind of scares me like we had a lot of pick sixes and a lot of scoop and scores there's a lot of times you strip sack a quarterback I mean it's just where that ball bounces like a lot of times you just jump on it 
But I feel like most of the time last year we were scooping that thing and going with it. And there's there's an element of luck to that that might you know kind of regress back to to normal. So that that's something I'm worried about um, for us. But still, I mean that defense in that running game. There's no there's not one team in the NFL that we line up with that I think we don't have a chance. I'll take us you know against anyone and not be shit. Uh, this one could get ugly. I don't think that. There's not one team where I think that. Um, the key to our season, key to the Jags season, is going to be getting uh, <clears throat> getting in the lead early. We ha- we cannot get down and force us to pass. Like If we're down, you know, 14-0, something like that, Like I don't know who we can come back on. Because we're not going to spread them out and just throw it down the field. We have to be able – they have to – Whoever we're playing has to respect our run. So getting those early leads, no pick sixes. We can't give up any kind of touchdowns when we're on offense or special teams. We have to make them work for every point and get field goals. And then when we get the ball in and, uh, like short yardage situations, we got to take advantage of it after turnovers. So not playing from behind is key. And the other thing we need to do is find – who our go-to receiver is going to be. I just, when you're you're an NFL team and your receivers are Marquise Lee, who I think is beyond garbage, DJ Chark, D.D. Westbrook, who I like a lot, Keelan Cole, and Dante Moncrief, like, bruh. I mean... I, they're all decent players, but when you think like that's an NFL, like just like when you think of other teams, it's like Jesus Christ. And I get that in our offense, passing isn't, it's not huge because we're going to run the ball down your ass and play defense. I get that that's our concept. But there's a point in the season, like last year in the AFC Championship game, you're going to need receivers to make plays. And I don't know if Marquise Lee and Dante Moncrief is who you want in, like, a big game. Like, we're not at the point anymore where, oh, maybe we'll go, you know, 7-9 and and we'll have fun at the games. Like, you have to take advantage when you have players like this. This isn't... You can only have Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, Telvin Smith, Clayus Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, all these people. You don't... It's like the Seahawks. Their time has come and gone. They're trash now. They had all those players. They got their one Super Bowl. They should have had two if they weren't idiots. But you got to take advantage of that. And I just don't... I don't know what the receivers we have in Blake Bortles that we're doing everything we can to take advantage of, of what we have right now. Like, why not make that move this offseason for Kirk Cousins? Or why not, you know, draft Lamar Jackson for maybe not this year, but next year, like, you only have these players for so long before you got to pay all of them. And this last year was one. This year, we probably only have a couple more years of this. And you have to take advantage of it when when you have it. And ask the Seahawks. Ask you know you can go down the line and everyone but the Patriots, kind of the Steelers. Just when you I mean if you have an insane quarterback, your window's a little longer. But these teams who you got to take advantage when you have it. 
Um, predictions for the Jags this year. Um, I think uh, a breakout player, I think Austin Safarian Jenkins, the tight end we got, is going to have a big year with uh, Bortles. He like, you know, he likes checking to his tight ends. We got Niles Paul also in all. James Ashaughnessy. But um, big year for ASJ. Obviously, big year for Fournette. I think we're going to utilize Corey Grant a lot more. He's just every time he ever touches the ball, anytime he makes a play. So get him involved more to spell Fournette. Uh, my prediction is that the Jags will make the playoffs, but as a wild card team, I don't think we win the division, but I think we do make the playoffs, and I think we can go far in the playoffs. We're built for playoffs, especially if we go up to Pittsburgh and body there. Oh, I hate Pittsburgh. There's no one I hate more than Pittsburgh. We just... Hey, come get some. We'll come into Heinz Field during the regular season and bust that ass. Oh, you want us in the playoffs to come into Heinz Field and bust that ass? Okay, we'll do it again. Body back. Go home. All right. Um, that is the Jags preview this season. Now I'm going to get into some college stuff. Um, UF. So, UF. What, what guys? Uh, UF brought in Dan Mullen as their new coach to take away, um, what's his name, who was having sex with sharks. Uh, Ugly bastard. I forgot his name. Um, The 10 returning starters, kind of, um, because a lot of those returning starters were suspended last year, but um, they should be back this year. I don't have time to keep up with, like, who gets arrested and stuff. I'll know during the season, but I'm not doing that. During the off season, enough. I know someone just like robbed somebody with a pan and Tay Bang, the bookie, was getting. I don't know, but something happened. I think they'll all be fine. Um, they have nine back on defense. But Dan Mullen, I mean, he's. You can't argue with him. He is a very good coach. He was the offensive coordinator the years where Florida was the shit, when they had, you know, Tebow and Chris Leak, and they were rolling. Dan Mullen was the offensive coordinator there with Urban Meyer. Um, then he went to Mississippi State. And Mississippi State, the last, you know, seven, eight years has not has been good. And doing that with Mississippi State is no, you know, that's not a easy task. It's Mississippi State. You're in, trying to get a bunch of kids to come to freaking Starkville, Mississippi. And over all these other schools in the area. Like, where are you going to want to go? Freaking, you know, Miami or Starkville, Mississippi. And he's gotten kids. He had Dak Prescott. He's had a decent quarterback in the last couple years, Fitzgerald. And he's made them good. I mean, there was that one year where they were ranked, you know, like one ahead of undefeated Florida State, who hadn't lost a game in two years. But they were ahead of them because of uh, game, game control. Because that's a thing that matters. But... Yeah, Mississippi State was good, so obviously he's going to be good at Florida. Um, long, big picture, I'm a little worried about how he will be able to recruit, just because you know Willie Tagger at Florida State's gonna. I don't know how great of a coach he's going to be, but he's gonna recruit his ass off. Um, Florida, just the whole state of Florida right now, the coaches that are in Florida is an absolute joke. It's Willie Tagger in Tallahassee. Dan Mullen at Florida, um, the new guy at UCF, Heupel. But then at these, um, you got Mark Rick at Miami. And then even at these, like, sm- like FIU, 
It's like Butch Davis and um, FAU. You got Lane Kiffin at FAU, and then even Georgia right across the border. Bo- <laughs> Georgia across the border, uh, across the border, has Kirby Smart recruiting his dick off. You got Nick Saban. It's just it's tough, and you have to bring in players at these schools, and it's just crazy right now. But, um. Florida should, they have a good good roster. They've had a good roster the last few years. They just can't find a quarterback. And how much it kills Florida people to know that they had Will Greer, who's about to just have a great year with West Virginia. He's like one of the Heisman favorites. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. How Florida, if they kept Will Greer, like easily would have been in the national championship picture the last couple of years. And because they they went from Wilger, who's one of the best, to the the most trash you've ever seen in your life. Like, I don't understand why they're how, you're Florida. Get a quarterback. Like, go to a camp where all the good players are playing. Say, hey, come play quarterback for Florida. How is that that difficult? You had a Luke Del Rio. As your quarterback for like multiple seasons. How is that possible? Hey, kid, here's Gainesville. See these women? Yeah, they'll be here. See this swamp? Yeah, it'll be here. All you got to do is take the ball and throw it to these players who run 4240s. And you can't find that? I don't get it. It shouldn't be that freaking hard. Jesus Christ. Um, I think Florida will be pretty good this, this year. Uh, Dan Mullen will help this quarterback situation a lot. But the problem with Florida, it's kind of Florida State's been Florida State's issue the last couple of years. You're in Georgia's division, and Georgia is about Georgia's gonna be the new Bama for the next five years. I get that sounds absurd, and I'm Georgia has screwed me countless times from a betting perspective. Anytime I go against them, they win anytime I pick them, which is the majority of the time in the past, they have choked. But from this point forward, you saw it last year. They are going to they've been recruiting it's just insane. They got number 1 quarterback in the nation uh, as a freshman this year who's supposed to be like next Jameis, next Deshaun Watson type thing. He looks the part. It's going to be a joke. They got every running back. They got Dalvin's little brother. It's like their like third best running back is Dalvin Cook's brother. Okay. It's going to be a circus there the next five years. Like, do not bet against Georgia once until, like, 2025. Like, it's to that point. Um, I think they're going to win multiple national championships in the next, next couple of years. Probably they're one year early this year. Um, but... This, the cupboard is full for old Kirby over in Athens. Um, but, yeah, I think Florida has a decent year. They probably get second in the East. And their schedule is pretty easy. Uh, other than Georgia, neutral site, they don't have, like, Bama. They don't have Auburn. Um, LSU is pretty down. This They're not down, but they're not LSU, LSU. So, should be decent. Uh, it'll be... Good to see how Dan Mullen does in Gainesville. And we will just have to wait and see. All right, next we got Old Florida State, my squad, the Knowles. So, also like the Gators, new coach. We got Willie Taggart to come replace Jimbo. 
just thought on Jimbo. I never liked Jimbo, <laughs> honestly, as a coach, because I just thought, everything was always so hectic. Like when you look at good coach, most good coaches on the sideline, they pan to him. They're calm. They're just talking to a player. Sometimes they'll yell, but he always looks out of control on the sidelines. Just, just a freaking like little jackrabbit, just yelling and everyone. He needs to calm his ass down. But I never really wanted Jimbo gone necessarily, just because he's such he was such a good recruiter. And in college football, that's half of it. I mean, when you go back and look at that roster, they won a national championship. It's like, Telvin Smith's on, like, the bench. He's splitting time at linebacker. I mean, it was outrageous. Like, there's people who start in the NFL now who didn't start on that team. Like, Jalen Ramsey was, like, a freshman, like, like the third safety on that team. It was outrageous. And when you have that in college football, you can have me out there coaching them. And they're still going to win. But... Willie, he's going to bring the tempo. What I like about Willie is he's going to run high-tempo offense and get a lot of plays in. That was what I never understood about Jimbo. We ran the slowest offense in the country, but have the best players. It's just obvious math. If you have the best players, to optimize that, you should want to run as many plays as possible to sh- to make a, create a bigger sample size so then the best players will make plays more times than not. It's just like in basketball. When you're playing someone who's better than you, you want to take as much time off the clock as possible. When you're better than someone, you want to just press and tempo and just go, 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 go. So why, when Florida State is playing frickin' Duke, we want to go slow as hell? We want to go, go, go. And that's what Willie Taggart is planning on doing. Um, We have a little bit of a QB situation. I mean, I think everyone thinks it's going to be Francois. Um, and it will be Francois in my mind, but there is some competition there with uh, James Blackman, Skinny Bastard, who started there last year. Um, I mean, I think it definitely should be Francois, but it is good to have that if something happens again. I don't think he's as bad as everyone thinks he was last year. I think a lot of Florida State people like to use that as an excuse of why we sucked last year is oh well our quarterback got hurt but I mean he didn't play as bad as everyone thinks assumes he did if you watch the games it was just pure shit from a coaching perspective especially on the defensive side of the ball when you have the players that Florida State has you know you shouldn't be giving up 30 yard plays to you know freaking you lost by 30 to Boston College. Like It's just no one gave a shit. Um, that's something with these teams that are used to being so good. If you get off to a bad start, they just kind of give up. Because when you have dreams of winning the national championship, when the ACC at the beginning of the year, and that's over right away, some of these kids are just like, I've never lost a game in my life. I'm done. And they just check out. That's why having these big, big games at the beginning of the year is risky because you can win, and then you ride that momentum for weeks. Then these kids get hyped because they can, you know, they're like, oh, we're about to win the Natty. We're about to win the When you lose, looking at that 0-1 in your schedule, it's like, oh, God damn it. All that work, and we're 0-1. It's like, then you got, like, Savannah State week two, and you're like, I mean, obviously you win that game, but it's like, fuck this season. 
I'm going out tonight. And that can happen with these, these teams who, these kids have never lost games in their life. So you can't have that. And that's why I think the Florida State opener decides their whole season. They got Virginia Tech week one. The only game of the night that night, Labor Day night, 8 o'clock, ABC in Tallahassee. First coach is a game, or first game for Taggart. You cannot lose that game. It just can't happen. At home, coach's first game, you have to eat and show the country we are present. If you go out and lay a fucking egg that game, the season could get ugly. And that's not something that we can have. Um, from a personnel perspective, hand the ball to Cam Akers and get the hell out of the way. Um, he's always had good. He came from USF and they ran the hell out of the ball there. Um, and also Oregon. They threw it a little more there. He kind of adapts to whatever personnel he has. They have a really good quarterback at Oregon. He's going to be a first-round pick this year. Um, but, yeah, I predict big things. I think we will win that first game against Virginia Tech. I think we went out um, one, two, three, four, five straight games to start the season five now. Then October 6th, it's at Miami. That game's going to be a, sh- a circus. That's going to be a fun game. Um, problem with Florida State is Clemson's in their division. And for some reason, Clemson's players don't leave. Like anytime we have a Dalvin Cook or a Jameis or a they play their time, but the second they can leave and go get their paycheck, they're gone. Which I would be too. I mean, these kids have never had any money other than the money they get from all these coaches. And then you can go get your million dollars and go play in the NFL. Like, do it. Don't risk injury. But Clemson's players, for some reason, they just they love it up there. I guess Dabo writes their checks as fat as the NFL does. Because they just decide, hey, we're going to stay. They have the two best defensive linemen in the country. Both were draft eligible last year. But hey, we'll just stay. Who does that? It's bullshit. I mean, good for them, though. But yeah, that's an issue. Especially when you're in their division, their side of the conference. That's why Miami lucks out, because Miami's over there with, like, Duke and freaking, you know, Pitt and Virginia they just have no one over there. So it's pretty easy for them to make the ACC championship game, even though um, they've never won the ACC ever. (laughs) Miami's basketball team has won the ACC more than their football team, but they're the U. They're the U. More on the U a little bit later. Next we have Central Florida. Central Florida. You're reigning reigning undefeated American Conference champions also winners of the Peach Bowl the Central Florida Golden oh no the Central Florida Knights they're no longer the Golden Knights um new coach as well crazy um Florida Florida State Central Florida all new coaches um their or their coach left to go to Nebraska he was Scott Frost might be he's definitely a top five coach in football runs a great offense gets people to do what he says everyone respects him young guy smart coach just eats incredible offense last year i think he'll do the same in nebraska might take a couple years to get the personnel right 
But their new coach is Josh Heupel. He comes from, I know he went to Oklahoma. He was at Missouri last year. Um, he played at Oklahoma. He looks like a shit dick, but he was actually a really good quarterback at Oklahoma in like 2000, I think, maybe like late 90s, early 2000s. And he's gonna, he was a good offensive coach. They scored a lot of points at Missouri last year. I think Central Florida is going to score a shitload of points this year. They have the best quarterback in Florida by far. Probably a, a top five quarterback in the country. And anytime you're in a conference like the American Conference and you have a quarterback as good as him, nothing's stopping you from winning every game. Like, he's just much, much... Everyone knows how important a position a quarterback is. And when you have someone as good as him, they're going to be tough to beat. They got a lot of their skill players back. That running back, uh, Killens. Jesus Christ. He is faster than... I don't know if it's, like, because he's, he's little. I think he's, like, 5'7 or, like, 5'8. Maybe that's why he looks so fast. But when he turns it up, he is scatting. So they're going to score, you know, 100 points a game. I'm not worried about them on offense. Uh, I am a little bit worried, though, about them on defense. Uh, they gave up a good amount of points last year alone. They've got six guys back on defense. But they had two elite, like, first-round talents. It's rare for a team in a conference like that to have two first-round. I know, what's his name? Uh, dude, missing his hand. What is this? Oh, Shaquem Griffin wasn't drafted in the first round, but everyone knows he's a first-round player. He's just missing a hand, so he gets drafted later, which, I mean, it's fair. It's NFL. It's a business. But he's a first-round talent. And the corner they had who went to the Vikings, oh, what's his name, Mike Hughes, he is an elite player. Uh, he he was in the ACC. He got like kicked out of school or something and transferred to Central Florida. So that is why um, how he ended up there. So losing both those guys I think really hurts just because they made plays, plays, plays. Like He was running back kicks. He ran back kick against uh, USF to win that game. I think they're going to miss him a lot and need him, you know, in these shootouts. But I mean, when you look at this schedule, there's really nothing there. They'll be favored it looks like in every game. I mean, open up with UConn, who's maybe the worst team in college football. South Carolina State, that's a fake place. Then a game which should be tough on them, it's just at North Carolina. Freaking half of North Carolina's team just got suspended for selling shoes. So that's now a trash game. Um, FAU, that's a Friday night game. That could be fun. I, that's going to be about 90 to 70. And you know Lane Kiffin wants to win that one. That one's going to be big from a, a recruiting perspective. But, you know, and then after that, they do have Pitt, but Pitt's not that good this year. And then they get to their American Conference, which is but I mean SMU Memphis Eastern Carolina Temple the Naval Academy Cincinnati and South Florida whoo hope you got your season tickets those are some whoo Temple on a Thursday oh my god you better buy them now um but yeah they'll win I mean you can't find a loss on there from a projection standpoint 
but just from probability standpoint, regression to the mean, I doubt they go undefeated again. If you go undefeated two years in a row, I have no problem with them, you know, playing with the big boys in the college football playoff. I think if you don't lose a game for two straight seasons, you definitely deserve a spot in there. Once you're in there, see what happens. Get hot. Maybe you can be actual national champions. But we will have to wait and see on that. All right. Lastly, we have the U. The U, the U, the U. So Miami is, you know, they're a little bit like the Jags. As in, their defense is going to be present. They've got the best, probably best combo linebackers and defensive backs maybe in the whole country. They got the turnover chain rocking their swag, and I love the Mark Rick hire changed everything with them. That was just a great move. Um, I love what they did. They're just, I don't know if I, I don't really trust Rosier at quarterback. He's kind of all over the place last year. He made some plays, but, I mean, can you lean on him to win a game when you absolutely have to have it? I don't think so. But they're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to stop you on defense. And the best thing about for going for them is that they're on the side of the ACC that doesn't have Florida State and doesn't have Clemson. So it's, And like I said before about North Carolina, they're down in the shitter after all those suspensions. So all you really have to do is beat, like, you know, Virginia and Duke and Georgia Tech, the bottom of the ACC teams, to make the championship. And then if you make the championship, you're going to have to play Clemson, which we know how that went last year, but win one game and you're in the college football playoff. Um, Akita, Miami season is going to be the opener at LSU. A lot like what I said about Florida State's opener. When you've got teams like this with all these good players, it's so important to get momentum early in the season. Because having that 0-1 on your schedule, and then you go to you know Savannah State, Toledo, FIU, it's just it really just gets people. Oh, I'm tired of practicing. I'm tired of this. So you have to get hot. That's kind of what Miami did last year. They got hot. They rode that momentum to Notre and that Notre Dame game. They beat Notre Dame's ass. And I lost my ass in that game, by the way. But it wasn't because they were necessarily a better team. They hadn't played even that well the whole season. They've kinda of, they had kind of squeaked some out against like, you know, the what team was that? They they barely beat Georgia Tech. It was like rainy. They barely beat Syracuse. Barely beat UNC. They were but that winning momentum just got them so hyped. So then when you get to that Notre Dame night game, it's like at home. That place was rocking, and they just blitz their ass because they were so hyped. And you know, teams like Miami, they ride off that momentum. So you got to get hot early. LSU in the opener, that's going to be a ball game. I thought Miami would win that for sure, but LSU just got a like a grad transfer quarterback from Ohio State who is good. So they'll actually have a real quarterback now. That's at neutral site. That's in Jerry's World in Dallas. That's a big game. That's on Sunday of the opening week. You win that, and it's undefeated probably till Florida State. And just like if Florida State wins um, against Virginia Tech Week One, they're probably undefeated till till Miami. A little undefeated October six, Florida State Miami is what what pays the bills. Can't wait for that. That's also the same day as uh, Connor McGregor Khabib. That's it. That's what you mark that one on the calendar. Tell you can tell Bay. 
you know, October 6th, that's not going to be a day for uh, for some brunch or whatever things that people do. Yeah, nah, yeah, no, not, not going to happen that weekend. Well, Florida State, Miami, Conor McGregor, Khabib. But those are the previews. I think Miami ends up winning the uh, Coastal, which is their side of the division, and getting their bodies handed to them again by Clemson in the ACC Championship game because Clemson has an NFL defensive line. And that is the Florida previews. I look forward to you know all the fans of these other teams telling me why I'm wrong about their teams. And I will be back tomorrow to talk some more sports and sports betting. There's uh, a lot of lines out for the season. Uh, the totals just came out for opening college football. We're only about two weeks out from from the start of college football. I'm excited. It's almost that time. And everyone have a good rest of your day. Peace. While I'm rolling through, see me roll out Watch you surf at the coast and I'm spinning I got plenty of adventures for the evening We go journey, we all Find the light to guide us on we in the moment uh-uh. Such a lost boy, caught up in the darkest I had What's the cause, boy, losing everything that I had She been on me, boy, unless she got something to tell Sitting, waiting for me, slipping, yeah, I see you in hell Tell the crew to get up, I'll be not my soul ain't for sale All the evils in the world, they keeping on me for real I really hope the Lord hurt me, we all live in sin can see ghosts off the ropes, Rick Flair on your beers, now this the theme song, this the theme song, now put the beams on, get your, get your dream on, but you don't hear me though, drama we let it go, watch the guitars roll, now let your friends know.